0: On our penultimate episode of season four, I'm talking with Pamela Mitchell from the Reinvention Launch Club, a membership which very much has coaching at its heart. In this episode, Pamela discusses the process she went through to reach her current membership model and the mindset shifts that needed to happen for her to be able to move from a more traditional content-focused and high-volume membership to a smaller, more curated and intimate experience where the focus is on individual and group coaching. We also talk about how Pamela makes use of associate coaches to provide a more one-to-one experience for her members without her needing to spend all of her time coaching, the challenge of finding your own path and being clear in what you enjoy and what's gonna give your members the best results, and the quest to find the perfect community solution. Pamela has a lot of great things to share, so let's dive in. Welcome to Behind The Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. My guest today is Pamela Mitchell from the Reinvention Launch Club. Thank you for joining me, Pamela. I'm so excited to talk with you about your membership.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Callie. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: So, to get us started, could you tell us a little bit about your membership itself? What is it? Who's it for?
1: Uh, Yes. Well, the Reinvention Launch Club is a membership for, as I say, successful professionals that uh, want a space to kind of reimagine their career and their life. So uh, my company, the Reinvention Institute, we help people reinvent their careers. Uh, But my philosophy is that your career is a mechanism to create a life that you love. So we work at the intersection of personal and professional, and our club, is uh, a container for people to kind of do that work uh, and to be have a partner as they kind of go on that journey of recreating their career in their life
0: that sounds awesome it sounds like something that's quite difficult to kind of almost niche It, it is a very niche but it almost strikes me as it's difficult to find the people looking for what you're offering is that true
1: yeah, you know, I would say um, yes and no. Um, my membership was created because I'm a coach. I'm a professional coach. I've been a coach since 2003. And I am considered a thought leader, a leading thought Leader in the space of reinvention. So, um, because I tend to have a lot of press and a lot of word of mouth, people come to me for assistance and coaching. But I've never been a traditional coach. Like the first week that I went to coach school, uh, you know, the traditional coach is kind of the th- traditional therapeutic model where you have 30 clients and you're on the phone all day or maybe now on Zoom all day, uh, coaching, you know, five days a week. And after my first week of coach school, I was like, I, I can't be, like, listening to people that much. Like, that's too much for me. I don't want to be on the phone that much. I don't want to be doing that. So I've always had kind of this hybrid model in terms of how I've done my business. And um, and I'll just take a, a little bit of a detour just to, to say where I came from so this makes sense. Um, but I created my company, the Reinvention Institute, because uh, it was something that I wished had existed when I was in my first career and I was miserable and I didn't know how to make a change. And this, and this was way before reinvention was ever a thing. I really wanted like a coach or a place to help me navigate this career change that I knew I needed to make. And there was nothing at the time. So I had to kind of, figure it out by myself the hard way, uh, which I did. And so I moved from Wall Street to the entertainment field and I was there 10 years. So when I became a coach, which is my calling, um, I decided that I would take all of the lessons and learnings that I learned from entertainment because I negotiated overseas partnership deals for entertainment companies. So I was always familiar with content, right? Because that's all of entertainment's about content. I was always um, uh kind of had this foundation in repurposing content because in entertainment you create it on one platform and then you put it on all the other things. So I always had this mindset of taking that model and putting it into sort of this coaching business. So as I kind of went along and built this coaching business, what I started to find was that demand for having a coach and having assistance in this way outstripped my ability to Coach, um, there were just more people than I wanted or had room for on my slate, and so I decided to create the club as a space for being able to scale and help more people. And also, my rates um, my one on one rates are, are quite high, so it was also another way of serving people that we could help um, at a more affordable price point.
0: Awesome, and so. What made you decide on the membership route in particular, as opposed to just offering courses or or something like that? What was it about memberships that stood out for you?
1: Okay. Um, Well, you know, I had a course, like from the moment that I started this, the moment I became a coach, I created a course. It was called Career Reinvention Bootcamp. So I've always had a course, always had learning. Uh, But what I know from working with people is that reinvention is a journey. And it's a partnership. And so it's not like a one and done learning. You need support as you're kind of going through the process of starting at wherever you are and getting to where you want to be. So a membership model made a lot more sense because it mirrors coaching. When you come in for coaching, you know, you don't come in for like one month or two. Two months. I mean, some people do, but that's not really the journey that it takes to get to that result. So, basically, membership was the framework that um, made sense for my clients who were members to get the result that they wanted. Yeah,
0: and I would imagine as well as you touched on there that if somebody is looking for coaching, then they are already aware of the fact that that is likely to be that ongoing element, as you say.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, because coaching, the whole point of coaching is you want, um, you want a sounding board. You want a partner. You want a m- place to be able to ask the questions. And it, again, it's not like a moment. It's like, okay, oh, this came up today. And so membership makes a sense because when somebody has something that comes up, they have a place to go. And people will pay for that ongoing relationship that is a resource to them as they're trying to figure it out
0: and so these days is your business very much the the coaching and the membership is is that kind of the two arms of the business or are you doing other products and services as well
1: well you know I have a book and um I've also the other thing that I do is I speak I speak on reinvention and I also do corporate partnerships and so I've always had again a very hybrid model because I'm the kind of person that likes to do a lot of different things and so You know, all of them are still a part of the business, and that's what keeps it interesting for me.
0: Awesome. So, what exactly are members getting inside of the membership then? If somebody was to go away from this podcast and join your site, what would they get as part of that?
1: Okay, so what they get is they get in depth learning modules, and those modules are dripped uh, one every two weeks over the first six months. And there are a couple of bonus modules. Uh, They would also get um, content, like interviews that I've done with other thought leaders on different things. Uh, They would get access to a community. And, um, and then they get coaching, which is the big piece of our community. And this is V2 of our community. So I had to learn kind of how to structure it in a way, again, to get the result. Because my thing is that um, my, the purpose of my community is for people to have a result. So it took me some time to really kind of figure out what's the optimal structure for them to have the result that uh, they're coming in for.
0: So I'd love to talk about that a little then. How did that kind of structure and restructuring of the membership coaching community work for you?
1: Well, V1 of my community, so when I first came into, um, I guess at the time, member. Ship no member site academy now it's membership academy um so when I first came in you know I was new I always wanted to do this and it had been a couple of years that I'd been thinking about it and then finally the moment kind of came and I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get this done and so I came in and kind of the traditional membership model is to have like this very large kind of scalable um membership you know priced I'd say anywhere between like 19 and 97 seems most of them fall within that kind of ballpark Uh, a lot of content creation ongoing content creation um you know and it's just what i would say is it's more of like built and structured to be kind of a mass offering so it doesn't matter if you have a hundred or a thousand it operates the same yeah so that was kind of what i sort of thought And I kind of set it up that way. Initially, I always had a kind of a higher price point, but it, when I first started, uh, coaching was optional and we had something that kind of fit into that typical, like learning and the structure was like every month I would do new content and, you know, kind of followed that whole thing. But what I found is that, uh, it made me miserable because I, I, you know, I don't want to say I hate content creation, but I do hate content creation. I feel like, I feel like I'm a slave to trying to create content. And so after a few months of that, I just realized I didn't want to create content like that because I just felt like I was on a treadmill. And so what I would do for the members is because I didn't want to create content, I would just Coach them. I would just offer out like a half an hour coaching just to get out of content creation. And then what I realized is that that is what they were getting the results from was the coaching. And that, you know, the content was important, but the coaching was really essential. So I took a step back and I, I closed down the membership for at least six months to kind of rethink and to kind of get my mindset, I would say, out of that. Um, What I thought a membership should be like kind of like, oh, this is what everybody else is doing to say, you know, what makes sense for me and my business? What makes sense for my clients to have the results that I'm looking for? And that means that I need to put coaching front and center because the whole point of my creating this membership is because they can't coach with me one on one. I know that. So I got to build this in a way that offers coaching but not just a little bit of coaching. So,
0: Awesome. So how much coaching are you actually providing in the membership now?
1: Okay. So in the membership, when you first join, you get a 90-minute roadmap session. And that 90 minutes is actually something that I used to do one-on-one. And we do a deep dive. and And when you get out of it, you get like this sheet that gives you kind of your roadmap to what I call fulfillment. Like it's just a map of words that if you get to express those qualities in whatever you're doing, that you will feel happy and fulfilled. So it's a classic coaching exercise. Then, and that's the foundation, then every month you get a 45 minute coaching session. That's a real coaching session. And I actually took a look, there's another, um, coaching club called, uh, self-coaching scholars. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Self-coaching scholars. And so like, I just kind of surfed her site. I didn't belong to it, but when I surfed her site, like I saw that she would offer 15 minute coaching sessions and that you could pay for more. So that gave me like this idea that, yeah, I could build a coaching club, but then I was like 15 minutes, not enough for the result we're trying to accomplish let's just make it a real session. So 45 minutes is what they get every month. So it's real. And then also um, there's a group coaching call. So I don't do the coaching in my club. I have an associate coach. That's what she does. And then I run the group mastermind call. And that's an hour long coaching, group coaching call. So they'll have like two coaching touch points in a month. Um, and then, of course, in the community, we also coach. So, you know, they're getting coaching whenever they want.
0: So, you really are providing a, a lot each month there in terms of one on one time and, and personal support. Yes. I'd love to know with the, you mentioned there, your associate coach who does the one to one calls rather than yourself. Mm-hmm. What was the idea behind having someone else come in and do those as opposed to them, you doing them yourself?
1: Well, okay. Two reasons. One, the whole point of building the membership was so that I could coach less, right? And, you know, and to offer people who wouldn't normally be able to pay my one-on-one rate an opportunity to still get the kind of coaching that I do, you know, that type of reinvention coaching. So, you know, it made sense then to have to find a roster of coaches that could deliver that service so that they, um, so the economics of it worked out, you know, because yeah. otherwise it wasn't going to work.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And presumably as well, that gives you the, the chance then as you, as you do grow and scale to bring more coaches on board as needed and, and to go all that way. And as you that say, you're, you're not then competing against your, your private coaching price as well.
1: Yeah. Well, again, this was to slot in. So there would be no, you know, there'd be no reason for me to have a membership if I were going to coach in it. Like, that just doesn't make sense um, if I did anything other than group. So it, it's predicated upon having a roster of coaches that can do that coaching so that, the you know, the economics of it work. Yeah. And have you found that your members actually like that
0: variety in terms of having essentially a, a couple of different perspectives there when it comes to the coaching?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, without a doubt, because um, we we do we have different perspectives. Um, you know, I'm very sort of tactical business. Um, a, a great example is one of our members came in today, and they're you know they've had this idea of creating their own business, and so they came in and um, they wanted to run some ideas by for the name of the business. And my associate coach is like, "Oh, that's really fabulous! You know, you want to make sure that it speaks to your spirit and that you feel very excited when you're out there putting it in the world." And I'm saying, "Okay, did you check your URL? Did you Google the name?" Did you check your trademarks? You can check your trademarks for free on the USPTO site. Did you know that? Like that's kind of like this yin and yang that we have that kind of together um, makes it a really compelling experience because you're getting both perspectives
0: i'd love to know then was the coach that you have on board helping you was she somebody that you actually trained in kind of your way of coaching and your way of of looking at things or was she an existing coach who you knew and and brought on board
1: ah lovely question um it was kind of serendipitous actually she was a client okay And, um, and, you know, again, I help people reinvent their careers. And so ultimately her reinvention involved becoming a coach for part of what she does, because she's now living her best life, because she's also like a chartered financial planner. She, uh, does financial trainings, you know, she lives between London and the French Alps, like, so she, this is her, like, hybrid ideal life that she does all that, and she gets to coach wherever she's doing, and so she became a coach, that was her reinvention, that was the thing, and then the timing sort of converged that I decided that I was going to start my membership and add, like, a real coaching component, And, um, and so then it became a matter of seeing if she wanted, and I actually had two coaches come in, um, that both of whom I knew, but she's the one that really was the the right fit. And, um, so yeah, so she's been with me now for a while.
0: Awesome. And so how long's the membership in its current form been going for now? Uh,
1: in its current form, it's been maybe 18 months, maybe 18 months, somewhere in there. I don't know. It seems like forever. <laughs> I don't know. In membership lives, it's been like years now. <laughs>
0: yeah, there must be a membership equivalent to dog years, I think, or something. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so you did mention that you have a higher price point. So do you mind me asking what the price point is for the membership?
1: Yeah, no problem. Okay, so the membership is three ninety seven a month, and this was a big journey for me because again, it's not where I started. I started at ninety seven dollars a month in V one. And so to, to land on 397 a month was a big thing. Um, and but if you if you take your fast action bonus because I always offer a fast action bonus, then uh, that takes uh, 10% off so then it'll be like 350 3 dollars 57 a month.
0: Awesome And so with that fast action bonus that you mentioned there, are you only opening the membership to new members at certain points or how are you getting members in?
1: No, it's, um, it is an evergreen because philosoph- philosophically, I believe that when you are ready is when you are ready. So um, that, that, that moment, I don't want to be like, oh, well, everybody only can be ready in September because that's when I want to open up. So there's no cohorts. There's, you come to it when it's the right moment for you. That said, usually what happens is we have a conversation um, and ensure that that's like the right fit for the person. And then I'll send an email. And for that first 24 hours, they'll have that ability to enroll at a fast action rate. And if they enroll after that, that's when it uh, goes to the regular price.
0: Awesome. So you're having that introductory call with everybody before they join?
1: Yeah, that's how it has been. Um, we just very much just shifted to uh, having it be an open enrollment, where somebody comes in to enroll, and, um, and they don't have to talk to me, you know, there's no application, they just come in, and they still get that offer, uh, but then if they don't, then they go, so I just brought on a marketing consultant to, like, pull together all of the elements of the funnel, and all the other things, so to be continued on that. <laughs>
0: All of that fun stuff. And oh, I would imagine because of the nature of, of the membership, the topic, that most of the people joining and coming to it are already familiar with you. They're already fans of you.
1: Yes, exactly. So one of the things that, that we've always had, um, very, very strong word of mouth um and it, by this point because as I said I became a coach in 2003 my book came out in 2010 I've had press all along and I've had clients all along so at this point um when people say hey I, I need something somebody's like oh I read this book or oh I saw this coach or oh my god you need to talk to my coach and that's how people come so a lot of times they are familiar um and they want this particular result.
0: So, what would you say has been your biggest challenge with the membership? Then,
1: I'd say the biggest challenge was this um, coming to terms with the idea that I wasn't going to create a membership that had thousands of people. That was a big thing for um, both my ego and my um, and where I came from, my vision, because you know, coming from entertainment, coming from Wall Street, it was always about creating the big thing. And if you weren't gonna create the big thing, well then why were you gonna do it? And for me, you know, trying to, to build this to scale, but really understanding that what I wanted was what I call a boutique membership. And that I always wanted to be able to know the client and know their story and that that inherently had a cap on it, so that um, so that my membership really was going to be about what I call hundreds, not thousands. And that to me, an ideal level would be a hundred because that would be the amount that it would that we could really still give that sort of personal, high touch experience to, and that the structures of it. I'm still able to maintain and manage because, you know, all of it takes management, managing the coaches and all the other stuff. Um, But that people felt like we were there for them, that that energy was important. So that I would say is the hardest thing because, you know, that ego piece of I should be going for that $97 or $57, thousands of members kind of thing. There's just a lot of noise about that. And I had to kind of dial it back and say, that's that's just not my thing.
0: Yeah. And I think quality is so much more important than quantity as well, though, when it comes to any membership, really. And especially, as you say, at the price point that you're charging with the amount of coaching and the amount of thing that you're offering, then actually that's much better as that smaller, smaller size. And you're likely still financially make the same amount as you would with thousands of members so it's it's quality over quantity and it's that's not a bad thing
1: yeah yeah it it just took a while to um to be transparent Callie for me emotionally to get to that um to to realize that yeah you know a thousand people at 39 dollars is the same as a hundred people at 397 It's like the same, Um, but from from a quality perspective, that it was just easier to deliver that um, for 100 people than 1,000 people, and that that 1,000 people really meant that my business would need to be that, and that was the other piece that I had to come to terms with, is that for me, the membership is a part of the business. It's not my business. And so because I always wanted to be a part and that that would be, it would remain to be a joy for me if it was like that, then I had to right size it in all ways. So I had to be lucrative enough to be worth doing, but not so demanding that I couldn't do the other things that I love doing like the corporate partnerships like some one on one coaching like going out and speaking those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, it's a delicate balance there. But it sounds like you've you've kind of hit on what works for you now.
1: Yeah, after what 3 years of doing this? Yeah, how long has it been? I don't know when I first joined membership academy three
0: years sounds about right 2016 yeah. I want to say yeah, so, yeah somewhere
1: in there I think it's yeah. Been <laughs> three years. yeah it's been three years um yeah and, and my first time through and then like I said I felt like a failure the first round I was like oh this doesn't work like I, I don't want to keep creating and that was the other piece too is that I just realized I don't want to keep creating content every month I was like no because my content's evergreen my book was released 10 years ago and people still read the book like it's all evergreen because it's based in principles and so that course that i had always taught i realized that i just needed to not have that separate i needed to put that into the membership and then just drip it and build it as a truly evergreen structure and then that the coaching is what kept it unique um And that actually for my membership, the more information that people got, the more overwhelmed they got. So it's very small pieces of like interesting, useful things. And the community has allowed us to kind of do more titration is what I say, like the little bits that kind of keep it fresh, but that really it's the coaching. It's the coaching is the thing.
0: Yeah. The coaching is the heart. So with the content then, you mentioned that you, I think you said you drip that out every two weeks over six months. Is that right? Yep. So what made you decide to drip that out rather than just let somebody kind of have access to it all straight away? Uh,
1: a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that when I used to teach it as a course and I would take people through it, it was called boot camp, right? So in the beginning, you know, like we would go through it one every week. Oh, and, and, and people would just be overwhelmed. I mean, they want it. That's how people want it. But having done this long enough, it's not what people need. You need time actually to integrate it and to be to have it layer on itself. So one is that it needed to match the actual journey. And two, quite frankly, as a stick strategy. Because if they came in and they're like, okay, this one module that I wanted that's like You know, module number nine. I can just get right now. I'm done, and I would know that they weren't done because I know the journey. But they wouldn't know they're not done. So basically, it's like no, you got to stick around. And even though you don't think you're going to want all this other stuff, in fact, as you start going through it, you're going to realize, oh my god, how did I think I was going to get all this stuff? How how did I think I was going to do that unless I dealt with these other things first? And oh, I'm being coached and. By the time I get there, it actually makes sense and I can do something with it.
0: And so do you actually let people know before they join that this is kind of the time scale of the content? This is how long we recommend this process takes and how long we recommend Mm -hmm. you stay a member for?
1: Yes. So um, we say upfront, you know, you will get 12 modules over six months. So uh, one of the things that I had to learn as a coach Um, when I would talk to people and, um, and again, that was a new coach then. So when you come in, you tell, like when you in coach school, you learn to like, let people tell them it has to be three months. But I knew, again, this is a journey that takes time. So I would always tell people, oh, it's going to take six months, you know, plan on being in six months, but my minimum is three because that's what you're taught. And so what I would find is invariably, even though I had said up front, oh, it's going to be six months, by the, because they heard minimum three in their head, they thought it was going to take three months. In three months, you're still in the messy middle. Yeah. You're just in the mess still. And they'd be like, I'm in the middle, and it's three months, and I'm not done, and I thought I'd be done, and they just never heard me. They just never heard me. So finally, I just stopped even allowing three months. I was like, forget it. If you're going to come in, you're going to come in for six months. And if you think you can do it sooner, then have at it somewhere else. So that's kind of that membership kind of mirrors that philosophy. Like it's six months. You need to be around six months. And in six months, you know, if you're showing up and you're doing the work, I can pretty much guarantee that you will be in momentum towards some kind of goal. I can't, I can't guarantee that in three months because you're still going to be trying to figure it out.
0: So let's talk about retention then, actually, because you have the, the course that's stripped out. You obviously have the, the one-to-one coaching sessions and the group coaching sessions. What else are you doing to kind of help members make progress and come back month after month?
1: Well, we do do the progress logs like we, we borrowed borrowed from Membership Academy. Um, so we do do the progress logs that they come in, they report out on what's going on. And that's a chance for me to actually coach in on details too, because obviously my associate coach is hearing the details in those sessions, but I'm not hearing them. And also to get some coaching in between. So that's the stick strategy is really um that piece, you know, those progress logs, so we're focusing on that. And then also, as I said, um, you know, the coaching. The coaching is is the thing. Like, it's really very much of a relationship. I was talking to someone this morning and I said, oh, it's a, it's a partnership. Coaching is a partnership. So retention really comes from them feeling like they're in partnership and that partnership comes from the one-on-one sessions that they're having the group where they can come in and I can give insights and doing those progress log reports where we're actually sharing like really useful advice those three things just keep people uh coming back for you know uh, a series of times like the the Modules, I find the learning modules, they'll do them in the beginning. And then after that, it's just like, they're just off doing whatever they want. <laughs> you know, it's like, in the beginning, it's like, oh, and this and this. And then after that, it's like, oh, this came up in my session. Or, oh, this is what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> I'd love to know then, and this this might be a tricky one to answer, but obviously with a lot of membership sites, you're not going to necessarily have everybody logging in and using it every month and things With the one-to-one coaching each month that somebody is effectively getting for their membership, do you find then that most members are actually making use of that every month?
1: Yeah. You know, in fact, that's the thing. So we, in the beginning, we used to not send out reminders um, because we're like, look, you're adults, use it. But we realize that people do need reminders. So we now send out a reminder like, hey, have you booked your coaching session? And then like halfway through the month, we'll be like, hey, if you haven't booked your coaching session, do that. And that's really just so that our coach can manage her schedule. Cause we don't, it's not, we don't coach every day, right? So we have certain days that are available and if they miss that window, they've missed it. And one thing we're very clear about is that there's no, um, you don't bank your sessions. So it's one and done. So if you don't get it this month, it's not like you get two next month. So you really got to get in. Um, So yeah, we find that people don't miss out. I mean, occasionally, and if they start missing their sessions, then we know that that's like, they're probably gonna be leaving pretty soon. But for the most part, they don't miss their sessions because that's that's what they're paying for.
0: So, You've mentioned the community side of things as well. And and that being somewhere where you obviously can coach and provide feedback. Now, I know from the academy community that you've tried a lot of different community (laughs) options
1: (laughs) for your site. (gasps) ah <gasps> oh, okay on the side i'm a software geek and that's that's like both a benefit and a downfall i love software so i'm always looking <laughs> but you know, finish your question
0: <laughs> uh, so it was literally just going to be you know what's what's kind of led that kind of for one of a better way of putting it goldilocks um attempt to find the best community software and what have you landed on okay
1: um, so yes, Goldilocks is a great way to, um, to term that because, um, again, as I said, you know, I come in learning and I'm, I'm a big learner. So, uh, we built the IP board, which is the same as, um, Membership Academy and, um, and it's very successful there. It's very successful. And I love it. I love it there. What I found for our community is that, people would come in and they would post their progress logs. So it was very successful from a progress log standpoint and from that thread, but nothing else, nothing else. So they would introduce themselves. They would start their progress log. They'd come in and they'd report out on their progress log, and then that would be it. And we would come in and we'd answer and that would be it. But there was no other engagement at all. didn't matter. Occasionally, they might ask a question for the mastermind. and what it made me realize is that, um, it was kind of like homework. It was like homework for them. I'm going to come in, I'm going to sit at a computer and I'm going to update everybody. And it didn't matter how much my associate coach would say, come in and talk to us. It didn't matter how much I said in the mastermind call, oh, come in. It felt like homework. And so, you know, again, kind of Building the community that fits both what our clients want and the philosophy of of our business, you know, what is compelling about our business, what people love is this sense of being in conversation. Coaching is a conversation and it's an ongoing conversation. And what I realized is that the structure of the community did not foster that kind of ongoing conversation. For my one-on-one clients, I use a software called Voxer because they can come in and they can leave me voice messages and it's asynchronous. So I can just leave a voice message. And again, very compelling, very fast for me, and they get to hear my voice. The community didn't mirror this, let me pop in and ask a question. Let me see what people are talking about. Let me just go in you know, on my phone and and do this. And I wanted something that felt very conversational, very engaging. And I'm a visual person. So I wanted something that felt like visually interesting. Um, So that's what kind of put me on the software uh, journey that I have been on that Maybe it's not quite done yet. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah. So I wanted something that felt very conversational, that had a newsfeed element to it, that people could use on their phone and that they could scroll uh, and then just kind of pop in and make a comment and leave. And so I've got a software solution now, Tribe. But the other thing that's important for me, again, philosophy of business, I like partnerships, right? We, our partners to our clients. I like to, when I'm a client, to be a partner. And so it's important to me to have vendors that um, listen to their clients and that care and that are responsive because that's what we do. So uh, we may still make a change on that software side to end up with a solution that not only deals with it technically, but also has a matching philosophy in terms of how they interact with their clients.
0: That makes sense. And so when you've made that community change, have you actually done that live for your members each time? Or are these just things that you've tested yourself?
1: Well, you know, I'll test far more than ever goes live to... Our community, Like I'll test it in the back end. In fact, it's a little bit stressful for my team because uh, they're not as tech savvy and they're like, what, another software? So I've had to learn to kind of like just dial it back a little bit. Um, so this next one, like we literally just rolled out the software solution and then I found this other software solution that you know, from a company perspective is more um, I would say like simpatico so but we're gonna let what we just rolled out sit for maybe three months I'll test the other one in the back end for a while see let it kind of get to where it needs to get to and then if that fits then I'll make that switch because my big thing is that I want to get the structures in place that fit with how we work and then it's all just rolling
0: so you mentioned your team there. Apart from your associate coach, who do you have helping you with the membership site?
1: So we have my associate coach and then um, we have my, my admin. So she's kind of a hybrid role. She's my executive admin because I work with corporate clients and they, at the level of client that I work with, um, you have your admin talk to their admin. So that's how all that gets arranged. And so I realized I cannot be communicating with their admins because that's just not how it works. So I have an admin. She talks to them. But what she also does is she's our community manager because she loves that. So she, with my associate coach, they create what the month's theme is going to be. They create the content. They pull all the stuff together. I have a content VA And that content VA takes like all our call recordings and does the editing. Um, She'll, like, when we say this is what we want to do, she'll pull it out of the archives and do all that. She's the one that will actually, you know, put some of the posting things, but my community manager is the one who actually will post both as me and as herself in the community and kind of keeping all that running. So those are the three that really kind of work on that. And then I do have an online business manager. So she's the one that makes sure that all the software pieces fit together. And when I decide that I want to make a switch, she's the one that um, will oversee that whole switch. And then I work with MemberFix, which uh, is a big part of the membership uh, academy, but uh, Vic Dorfman and his team are like our Swiss army knife of whatever we need to do on a tech back end and any other kind of structures that we need. They're the ones that we go to, to kind of actually do the detailed execution of, you know, they're the ones that did our migration from IP board to tribe and built out all the, you know, SSO and the API dealt with all that. So, you know, So now that I'm saying this, I guess pretty much all of our team somehow touches the membership in in some way, shape, or form. Is there anybody on our team that doesn't, I guess my marketing person, but she handles all the funnel stuff that kind of goes into all of it. But so pretty much everybody touches it in some way. And that's my team. So,
0: So talking about funnels there, what is the process of somebody kind of finding out about you to joining the membership?
1: Well, we have the sales page. And so what we're doing now is um, we're doing what I call visibility strategies, which I've always, you know, I've never really done a lot of outreach. So it's always been people coming to me through word of mouth and my network. And so now we're actually doing more outreach, intentional outreach for like podcast interviews. And so what we're doing is we're um, setting that up and then, testing the traffic that comes from podcast interviews into the um, lead magnet that we have, which is a personality quiz. And then we've got from there, you know, the offers that go. I do have a course, a smaller course, Career Reinvention 101. That's the quote unquote tripwire. So they get offered that at 50% off, which is 50% off is 147 because normally it's 297. We price it so that we're attracting the people who can pay 397 a month. And then once they've done that, then we will offer them hey, if you need support, ongoing support with this, you can move into the club.
0: So, what would you say is your involvement in the membership? Is it something that you're working on every day, or is it something that you're kind of you're very structured in how you work on it in terms of having your other your other
1: coaching and services alongside. Um, I'd say at this point, I mean, right now, like I'm doing some things of in terms of finishing content and stuff like that because again, it's evergreen. But I'd say at this point, you know, my team is is big enough that I don't have to be in it on a day by day basis. I go into it to um, to answer and to do engagement. And now that it's on my phone, like a a social network, I actually, again, I have to set it up so that I like to do it. That that was the other reason I made the switch because I was like, I don't like this. I don't like having to do it this way. I want to be able to go in my phone and I want it to look pretty and I want to be able to like, and I want to do all this stuff. And that's, where I will go in. So like this morning, I was just in after my morning meditation, like commenting on things and, you know, doing coaching of of the members and stuff like that. Um, but I don't, I don't do the monthly content anymore. I don't do like any of that stuff. That's all my team now. So it's really mostly showing up for the mastermind call, the engagement piece and, um, and then making the decisions on the back end, and like deciding what we're going to do around that. And then, and then ultimately, my job is is visibility. My job is to do these types of interviews and do all the stuff and make sure all that's happening. So that's my job. My job is to go out and be like, "Hey, did you know there's this fabulous club if you want to reinvent your career? Join us." <laughs>
0: Overall then, what impact would you say having the membership has had for your life and business so far?
1: You know, I'd say that, I mean, it's been such a journey for me. Um, But it's very much of a, it's very much of a, I guess what I would say is it allows me to fulfill my purpose because my purpose is to help people and um, to help them create a career and a life that they love. And as long as I was just trying to do one-on-one or my book, there was a gap in my ability to serve that purpose. There There were people that needed help that I was not able to help. And so the membership, first and foremost, allows me to be authentic to my purpose, which is to help as many people as possible. Uh, It also gives me, you know, monthly recurring revenue, which when we get to our 100 members, which will be awesome, you know, will be like a significant chunk. That balances, you know, the big chunks that I get from all the other things. So the idea of having that evergreen, monthly recurring engine is really um, a key piece of why I spend so much time building this. Because, you know, what I do is is lucrative, but I have been, but my business. So you know, I had corporate partnerships, I did all the things, and I always had this idea in the back of my head: I wanted to do a membership. And I say that my COVID happened in 2015, because that's when all of my corporate partnerships like ended all within like six months of one another, just because of, of political things that happen. You know, both departments got shut down and that just happens in companies. And so all of a sudden, I was left with just my one-on-one coaching. And I realized I didn't have any kind of engine in my business for recurring revenue. And so what a membership allows me to do is to future-proof, right? It allows me to have an engine that delivers revenue that is not dependent upon my day-to-day efforts. And especially because I have other coaches coaching in there, you know, there's a margin, I pay my coach. And so I don't get 100% of that, but I get enough of it that it makes it profitable for me to, to do that and to scale it. So that's what a membership does for me. Awesome.
0: And is there anything you actually wish you'd known earlier or that you would do differently if you were starting again now?
1: You know, I'd say the only thing I wish is that if I, you know, to talk to me now, um back then, to to really know that um, I could just build it to fit what I needed in, in my life, that it just didn't have to look like anybody else's membership. It didn't have to be a big thing. Um, it didn't have to be anything other than exactly what worked for me. So I think I really wish I had known that I could just tailor it. Like if I could just tailor it right up front, that would have been the biggest thing. Just tailor it for what I know works for me. I already had a business, a successful business. I know what I like and what I don't like. And it doesn't need to be like, well, you should do it like this, or you need this stack or whatever, like build it so that it makes me happy and it delivers what I want it to deliver in the context of my business and then just keep it moving.
0: (laughs) And I I think that's such an important point and and tip for anybody listening as well who's in that process of starting a membership, that, you know, it can be very easy to think, well, a membership's got to be this, this, and this, or to look at and somebody else's membership and think, okay, well, I need to create that. But actually if you're not creating it based on what works for you and what works for your members, that's what's more important than kind of what anybody else is doing.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. And that, you know, looking at everybody else's memberships is only to see is there anything that would help my members have the result that I want them to have? Like, and that's just it. Or is there anything that I see that works better for me so that my membership is a pleasure? To to run, and that's the other thing too that I wish um, I had known upfront is how important it is to build it in a way that it it remains fun and pleasurable for me to do. That it is not a chore or a burden. Because as I said, I went through this. Oh, I should be dripping content, and I should be creating it all. Uh, 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 that was like a recipe for for pain, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> yeah, you've got to enjoy doing it month
0: after month. I think
1: that's right. That's right. So, you know, to ask that question up front, like, what do I, what do I really enjoy doing this month after month? Do I really, I, I knew going into it, I hated creating content every month, but like, I, I don't even, I'm not even regular about my newsletter. So like, it was crazy for me to think that I was going to enjoy monthly content creation in a club. I wasn't, but I had to go through it to figure out like, no, no, that, that's still not me. <laughs> so last
0: question as we wrap up then i'd love to know what your goals are where would you like the reinvention launch club to be in 12 months
1: time say ah so as i said you know 100 members you know right now we we're small you know but what's actually been very interesting is um a, a kind of an interesting angle in it is that um my corporate clients have been sending people oh yeah like so when when i had one corporate client that when her team got furloughed she actually gifted the club i have another client that is going to maybe furlough some people and then they'll come in so it's just been this kind of interesting container but my goal is to get to 100 we'll see you know how long it takes because my goal is to do that in a way that is evergreen so i've got two parallel goals going which is this visibility setting all those structures and getting it that way um so that that engine works and it's not always me going through my connections to enroll so there i guess it's two things
0: that sounds great though and so if someone wants to check out the membership where's the best place for them to do that
1: uh, you can go to reinventionlaunchclub.com and it will take you straight to the sales page. And awesome. like I said, if you, if you watch the video, you'll see my cat coming in like <laughs> this cat came in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: and yes, yeah, so I really appreciate you talking to me. Today, Pamela, it's been great talking to you, hearing more about your story. And I do love that you've been able to to find the the way that a membership works for you. And, and that is something that sounds like
1: it's gonna be sustainable for you as you grow it as well, which is great. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you to you and Mike for having this amazing community that um, we're able to be a part of. And if anybody is listening to this and you don't already belong and you're thinking that you wanna have a membership, really it is worth every penny to to belong. Um, I'm continually grateful for that because anything that I need to know, um, anybody to commiserate with what's going on, um, just like the wisdom and the insight that both Mike and Callie share, like you guys have just been amazing in this journey, uh, in terms of what you've built and you've been incredible mentors. So thank you.
0: Oh, well, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you in the community. I always love seeing your posts in there. So yeah, it's been wonderful being a part of your journey.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That's all for this episode, folks. Thank you for listening and a big thank you to Pamela for joining me. I really love how honest Pamela is about the struggle she had with finding the right membership format for her and needing to let go of the more typical vision of having thousands of members being the marker of success. There is no one size fits all approach to membership sites, either in format or in size or goals. And it's great to see how Pamela has adapted what she loves to do and what she knows will get members' results into a sustainable and scalable model for her. And even though that means her goal is now 100 members, not 1,000, at a $397 per month price point, the end result for financially is not so different to see more from pamela head to reinventionlaunchclub.com and to pick up the transcript and show notes for this episode head to themembershipguys.com slash btm43 and as always if you want to discuss this episode or let me know your takeaways head to talkmemberships.com that's it from me for this week we have our final episode coming out next week same time same back channel so i'll see you then